Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, ladies? Emotional Support Viking here, aka Math. Today, we're going to talk about High leverage activities versus low leverage activities and what that means for your body transformation. I get a lot of heat on social media when I say things like Pilates are not going to drastically change your body or yoga and Pilates or Zumba are not the best things to do or the not the most optimal ways to change what you see in your naked body in the mirror. And that's exactly what I mean. Now, I don't want, I want to explain what I mean by that. And I want to explain what high leverage activities are and why those are low leverage activities. Keep in mind, my whole goal and my whole purpose online is to help you do the most optimal and efficient things for promoting visual change in your body. Coincidentally, those same things that I recommend will also be the things that promote longevity increase your quality of life, decrease all-cause mortality, and also create a banging body. My job is to direct your efforts and energy into the things that are going to create that change for you and keep you from wasting your fucking time. Because the majority of women, here's the biggest gap right here. The biggest gap with women's body transformation is the body that you are coveting, like the body that you want, the, the the, the toned body, the, the fitness model type body or whatever it is you're looking for and what you're doing to get that body. There's a huge gap there. And most of you are wasting your fucking time on things and modalities that are not going to produce that end result. But when I say that on social media, when I, when I fulfill my purpose and give you evidence-based information so you can make the best decisions. Sometimes you all get super triggered because I'm not telling you exactly what you want to hear or I'm telling you what you're doing day in and day out is not optimal. And keep in mind, I've never told you all to stop doing Pilates. If you like doing Pilates, fucking do Pilates. Do it. Because what's the, the, like, what's the goal of life? The goal of life isn't solely to transform your body. The goal of life is to enjoy life. So if Pilates and yoga and swimming and Zumba and spin classes, if those things bring you enjoyment, do them. My point is that those things are not the best things for shaping your body in a way that's going to make meaningful change long-term and, and, and you know, give that quote-unquote tone that you want. Those things are great for certain things. But body transformation is not one of them. They're great supplements to a body transformation journey. And I'm going to explain why. So when we talk about transforming your body, let's just dumb it down. What do we mean by that? Well, we mean seeing something way different in the mirror than what you see when you're uncomfortable, right? Like if, if you've gained body fat around your midsection, if you are jiggling a little too much for your liking, if what you see on the scale makes you repulse, right? Like, and not to make the scale the end all be all, but if you want to see a, a drastic change, for most women, what that means is your waist getting slimmer and more firm, your butt getting shapelier and more firm, your overall aesthetic being more pleasing, which means slimmer waist, 
maybe like a, a, an X frame, right? Shapelier legs. A body that has more tone means that you have more muscle showing. That's what tone means, whether you know it or not. Tone means more muscle showing. Well, to have more muscle showing, you need more fucking muscle, sis. So what that means is weightlifting has got to be a priority in your exercise regimen, no matter what. Now, when I say that, you all tend to interpret what I'm saying in extremes. For instance, if I say, well, Pilates and yoga isn't optimal, what you, a lot of you tend to hear is, fuck Pilates. <laughs> and that's not what I'm saying. Never once have I ever told anyone in the history of my content to stop doing Pilates. I've merely stated that it's not the best way to change your body. And you all get so fucking butthurt. You come at me with, oh, well, my Pilates instructor looks great. Well, so obviously it works. Well, first of all, sis, 90% of what you see is nutrition. Nutrition is what is the main flame, like the main fan on the fire here, not your, your exercise. So if she's got a good body, chances are she's eating pretty well, first of all. And second of all, if she's got a toned body, meaning you have, you see visible muscle, chances are weightlifting is a part of her regimen or was a huge part of it for many years. And now she does Pilates to maintain because you can maintain muscle with 30% of the, the volume that you use to gain the muscle. A lot of people don't know that, right? Like I could do Pilates right now and continue to look pretty good. That's because I spent 25 years lifting fucking weights. Be open to someone who's been doing this a hell of a lot longer than you. <laughs> I might just know what I'm talking about here. And I'm not trying to snatch Pilates and Zumba away from your, your hands. I'm not, I'm not trying to snatch it out of your lives. I'm trying to direct your efforts to things that are going to produce the changes that you so badly want. So that being said, rant over. <laughs> I get frustrated with you all sometimes because you're like, please, Maverick, tell me what's going to help me change my body. And I tell you exactly what to do. And you get triggered because it's not exactly what you're doing currently. Come on now. Be open to change, okay? So high leverage activities. When we say high leverage, what do we mean? We mean the things that produce the most amount of effort with the, with the least amount of time invested. So the low leverage activities would be the opposite of that. Least amount of results with the most amount of time invested. So high leverage activities would be lifting weights and getting stronger, right? So focusing on gaining strength. Focusing on your step count is a super high leverage activity because the higher your step count is, the more steps you have, the easier this fat loss journey is going to be. Those of you who are consistently seeing plateaus or consistently having difficulties with losing weight, I would bet a shit ton of money that you're just not consistently walking enough. That's like the number one lever you can pull. And a lot of you think that you're walking a lot, and what the reality is, is you tracked your walking one day when you went to Disney World and it was super high. And now you think that's your average when the reality is 90% of the time you're sedentary or you're just walking a lot less than you think you are. Because the, the reality is 47% of people overestimate their activity level and 51% of people underestimate their caloric intake. So that means over half of you are overestimating how active you are and almost half of you are underestimating how much you're eating. All right. So, or maybe it's vice versa, whatever you get it. Half of you, half of you are think you're, you're doing a lot more than you're doing and eating a lot less than you're actually eating. So that being said, most of you just need to gain an awareness of how much you're walking. And that just means simply downloading a step tracker. And then you don't even have to fucking do anything. You just download it and then live your life. <laughs> you don't even have to manually track the steps. It does it for you. You know how easy that is? 
a lot of you are like leaving a ton of results on the table because you won't take the time to use your thumbs to go to the app store and download a fucking step tracker and let it track your steps. And I think a lot of you avoid it because the only explanation is that you would avoid it because it will shine light on what you're not doing. And that's uncomfortable for you. I think that's why a lot of you don't download a step tracker because you're just scared to see that you're actually sedentary and you would, ha- you would be forced to confront the real issue, which is the woman looking at you in the mirror. This is a pretty hard podcast today. I'm sorry, but I, I just, I'm giving it to you straight. <laughs> no filter today. You guys need to hear this because you're sitting there complaining and you're like looking for this miracle. Sis, the miracle is hidden in the work you're not doing. The miracle is hidden in the steps you're not taking. The miracle is hidden in the protein you're not eating. The miracle is hidden in the weights you're not lifting. That's where the miracle is hidden in the work you're not fucking doing. So step count, high leverage activity. Get your step count for a week. You can either look at the, the total for the week or the average for the week. I recommend looking at total for steps because it makes it easier. Just look at your weekly total and just increase that weekly total every Sunday, for instance, by 200. If every Sunday you have walked more than you did the, like the previous week from Sunday to Sunday, you are going to see progress. And the only explanation if you're not seeing progress is if you're consistently also eating more as you're walking more. Because that's what it comes down to. Law of thermodynamics. Energy consumed greater than energy burned. Net energy surplus. Energy consumed less than energy burned. Net energy deficit. And there is no fighting that. There's no there's, you can't spontaneously create body fat. So if you are creating body fat, it's coming from somewhere, either inactivity, overeating, or a combination of the two. So if you consistently increase your steps, mathematically, there is no fucking way you can't lose weight unless you are also increasing your calories. You know, starting to get it? So high leverage activities, lifting weights and getting stronger. I'm going to go back to that. So we've got steps and we've got lifting weights. So let's go back to lifting weights. Lifting weights, what I mean when I say lifting weights is actually lifting weights that challenge you. And here's where I'm starting to go in on Pilates. Y'all are like, oh, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm, you know, we're lift, using our body weight or we're using weights in reformer Pilates. Sis, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you are progressively getting stronger in compound lifts, meaning squats, lunges, deadlifts, rows, bench press, shoulder press, pull downs or pull, up, pull ups, Bulgarian split squats, stuff like that. Stuff where you were actually challenged. I think a lot of you do. This is going to trigger a hell of a lot, a lot of you. But my opinion is that you, you go to Pilates because it's easy. And lifting weights is hard. And you consistently avoid hard things. Because you can do both. Guess what? You don't have to do one or the other. You can do both. I'm not telling you to stop doing Pilates. I'm telling you to start lifting weights as your primary mode of exercise. Because that's what's going to give you. Again. All of this is being said, assuming that your goal is to see something different in the fucking mirror. If that's your goal, then I'm going to keep telling you what is going to get you to that destination. And it's not fucking Pilates because it's not challenging enough to your body. You can progress a little ways with Pilates if you're used to doing absolutely nothing. But beyond a beginner amount of change, eventually you'll have to challenge your body more because your body only changes as much as the stimulus is difficult. So if you're not consistently adding more challenging stimulus, your body has no reason to adapt and change. Weightlifting is one of the most easily progressive ways. It's, it's, you can scale it so easily because all you do is you either lift more reps, lift more weight, 
slow the reps down, et cetera. Like there's so many ways you can tweak your routine with weightlifting to make it more challenging and therefore see more results. Your body weight is always the same. Your body weight never changes unless you obviously gain or lose weight. But like if you're getting in shape, you're going to lose weight, which therefore would make your body weight less challenging to lift, right? So that's why you have to add weights. And I recommend if you've never lifted weights in your life, listen to the strength training podcast episode I have. That'll give you a thorough guide on how to get started and and the philosophy around strength training, right? And why it's so beneficial. But when I say lifting weights, I mean using dumbbells or, or barbells and getting after it and learning how to do those lifts. If you've never done them before, how do you expect to learn how to do them if you don't try? Get a personal trainer, look up beginner dumbbell exercises on YouTube, get a coach. We help women who have never lifted weights in their life. Like, Get something to help you do it. Because the more you sit here thinking about it, the less you're, you're doing anything, the less results you're getting, right? So lift actual weights. And a lot of you are like, well, what about Orange Theory? What about Body Pump? There's no attention to detail for, and I talk about this in that podcast episode, but for you to actually produce visible, like substantial change, there needs to be time under tension. There needs to be muscle hypertrophy. You need contraction. You need, you need to extend and contract the muscle groups. You're just not going to get that in a group class. There's no attention to detail. You're not going to get the, the stimulus needed to promote visual change and, and the, the hypertrophy at a level that's going to make your muscles break down and then rebuild stronger and therefore visually different. Just doesn't happen in those classes. You have to be able to really push yourself. And, and a lot of you don't even know how to push yourself. And I get it. That, that I'm not mad at you for. I'm not mad at you for anything, but that I'm not, I, I get it. Because if you're not a former athlete and you've never lifted weights in your life, how else, how do you know? How do you know what exerting yourself means? So that's why it's, it's difficult for a lot of people because you, you actually don't even know how to push yourself. And I, I know this from, you know, like different people I've dated in the past who had never lifted weights. And I, the, the hardest thing to teach is how to push yourself because a lot of us think that, the, that this, we stop at when things get slightly uncomfortable, but you actually keep going through that discomfort. Like once it gets uncomfortable, that's your green light to go. That means your body is telling you, hey, this is hard. That's when you say, shut the fuck up. We're going to keep going anyway. And you push past your limits and you push past your previous personal bests. And that's when you make progress, right? So weightlifting, using dumbbells and barbells, push, pull, squat, lunge, row, you're going to grow. That's, that's what it is. And we, we want to grow in this point. When I say grow, I don't mean like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this, this lady left a comment on my, my, my stuff the other day. And she was like, stop trying, trying to make women into men, which is wins dumbest comment of the, of the year award. because. All of our before afters, like the drastic difference you see in their bodies, they all lift weights like quote unquote men. They all lift heavy weight and that's why they look so drastically different. If we were using Pilates and yoga to change bodies, well, there wouldn't be any before afters or the changes would be so subtle you wouldn't even notice. You'd be like, well, what? I don't see any difference. Yeah, because she's not doing anything that's actually challenging enough to promote visual change. Again, if you love Pilates, do it. If you love yoga, do it. They're great for other things. Yoga is great for mobility. Yoga is great for peace of mind. Yoga is great for mobility and, and flex. I said mobility, flexibility and, and all kinds of stuff. Like great, right? And it's good to an extent for like calisthenic type strength. But again, what are we here for? Visual change. We're here for a stronger toned body that is healthier, burns more calories at rest, way more efficient and looks fucking sexy. And 
that's even hard because people's definition of what is in shape or what is sexy or what is toned varies. It's subjective, right? But regardless across the board, the goal for all women that work with us and, and for the most part, women who come to my content, they want to see a leaner, toned, more toned body. I'm usually using the word toned because y'all use the word toned and it just means more muscle showing. It means leaner, right? We're just going to say leaner. Majority of you want a leaner body. Best way to do that is gain muscle tissue because you proportionally burn fat and it, your body actually gets smaller when you gain muscle tissue because muscle takes up way less space than fat at the same weight because it's more dense, right? Okay. What's another high leverage activity? Protein. Protein is a high leverage activity. Like making protein a focus is a high leverage activity because if you eat more protein, you're going to burn more calories digesting food because there is such a thing called the thermic effect of food. It's how many calories you burn digesting food. And protein has the highest thermic effect of food, higher than carbs and fats, way higher. So if more of your nutrition is made up of protein, it's twofold. One, you burn more calories digesting it. And that's 10% or more of your calories burned in total, by the way, 10% while exercise is just five, right? The other thing is protein satiating. And most of like all, everyone who is struggling with weight loss is eating too much on average, whether you know it or not. And protein is a great way to eat less food because it's more filling. So if you're more full, you're less likely to eat, overeat. So eating more protein helps with that, right? You're going to feel more full and therefore, in your mind, you're going to be like, oh, God, I'm eating a lot. But you're actually not. The, the calories are just more filling from protein than they are from carbs and fats. Not all calories are created equal, right? Like high-carb foods, low-protein, not very filling. You can eat a lot of it. High-protein foods, super filling. You can't eat a lot of it. You can't eat a lot of chicken breasts. Good luck. You can eat a lot of processed food, you know, potato chips, Nature Valley bars, like you can eat a ton of processed food, Panera bread, Chick-fil-A, even though that's chicken, it's processed, right? So there's less nutrients, so it's less filling, right? But it's just like a chicken breast from like Publix or a grocery store, or whatever, you, like it's filling. I'm just using that as an example, any nutrient-dense food, right? Veggies are filling, steak is filling, fish is filling, nutrient-dense, dairy, produce, all that is filling because it has more nutrients. So if you eat more protein, you're going to be fuller, you're going to burn more calories digesting food. It's also going to help you recover from your workouts, which means you can work out more often and, and harder, which means you're going to get more results. Great for your liver. Liver is crucial for thyroid function, thyroid hormone conversion. So protein is just great all around, right? So high leverage activities. We got lift, weightlifting, walking, protein. Another high leverage activity. Drinking enough water is high leverage, right? Again, we're talking high leverage for what? for transforming your body visually. That's what we're talking for. If we're talking high leverage for getting in better cardiovascular shape, guess what would be at the top of this list? Fucking cardio. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. We're talking about creating visual change. All right? So those are high leverage activities, right? CrossFit, I think, is a high leverage activity because you're assuming you're getting stronger. I, I mean, as, as long as you're getting stronger, the reason why CrossFit is so awesome for women is because it makes you focus on compound exercise. It like... CrossFit tricks women into weightlifting. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because all it is is you're just doing Olympic lifting. You're doing presses, you're doing snatches, you're doing squats, you're doing bench press. And yeah, you're doing a whole bunch of other stuff like gymnastics and rings and all that stuff. But that stuff, <laughs> like it, it forces you to do compound movements and therefore it like trick, it finagles women into lifting weights. <laughs> and like, I'm not a weightlifter, I'm a CrossFitter. I'm like, oh, you're still a weightlifter. You're just doing it, just doing it, doing it really fast. 
anyway, I, I love CrossFit for women. I think it's a great, as long as you have a great coach and someone who's teaching you to do it safely. And it's funny because this is an example of how intelligent people will change their views over time when they're educated and new, new information becomes available, right? I used to hate CrossFit. I used to think CrossFit was the dumbest fucking thing ever. And don't get me wrong. There is an aspect of CrossFit that is stupid. Like the, the wall balls and, and the kipping pull up. I'm not a fan. Okay. But the aspect of it where you're doing Olympic lifting and you're doing gymnastics and you've got some endurance thrown in there and it's, and it's programmed intelligently, it can make you a hell of an athlete and make you very well-rounded. And I have a lot more respect for it now than I used to. I actually enjoy doing CrossFit whenever I can. It's not something I'll ever be super, super great at. Anyway, side of the point. Okay, so CrossFit, weightlifting. And, and then I get some random ones here. Like women will, will message me and be like, hey, I, I lift batteries at work all day. Will this change my body? It's like, well, no, there's no attention to detail. There's no time under tension. There's not, you know, yes, you're lifting something heavy, but you're not doing it in a way that will like stimulate muscle tissue directly, right? Talk about low leverage. Low leverage activities. Low leverage activities are things that are not going to be efficient for producing the, the body transformation, the visual change, the weights coming in, the, the more toned body, the healthier, the more calories burned at rest, all those things, right? Examples of that would be Pilates, yoga, Zumba, treadmill, Stairmaster, swimming, bike riding, spin class. Zumba again. <laughs> All right. So these things, how many of you are doing Orange Theory, Body Pump? How many of you are doing any of the things that I just mentioned and doing them every single fucking day, expecting your body to transform? Right. So that's my point. Most women are spending the majority of their time doing things that aren't going to give them the body that they want. And my goal here is to help you shift and pull a different lever. Just shift. I'm not saying quit those things. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm not. Not once have I said that. I'm saying they're not efficient for creating that body transformation. It would be like comparing, all right, if we're talking body transformation, comparing Pilates to weightlifting and strength training is like comparing taking 10 flights of stairs to taking the escalator. And not in the sense that like we're, we're not talking about like which one's more exercise. We're talking about like which one's more efficient at getting you to the top of the building. Well, obviously the fucking escalator, right? Or an elevator even. And I used this analogy the other day. I think this is pretty clever. Using car, okay, let me put it this way. Using Pilates to burn fat, we'll just say, we'll say fat burning in this case. Using Pilates to burn fat is like putting on a tank top to get warm in Antarctica. Using cardio to burn fat is like putting on a thong to get warm in Antarctica. Using weightlifting to burn fat is kind of like putting on a fur coat in Antarctica, right? It's just all of them inarguably contribute to the goal there of getting warmer, but one drastically contributes to it a lot more, right? So that's my point. I want, I'm just trying to help you all focus on putting your time and your precious time that you don't have a lot of and your energy into things that are going to produce that body transformation that you so desperately want. And a lot of you are looking on that same point. A lot of you are, well, before I get to that, let's just talk about like, okay, how much of a shift? Because I know a question is going to be, well, how often should I lift weights in comparison to these other activities? Well, listen to your body, number one. Like, we don't, you don't have to be a superhuman here. It doesn't take a superhuman amount of effort to transform. It just takes consistent effort over time. So like three days a week, 
even two days a week of concentrated weightlifting is enough to ch- to absolutely get a banging ass body. There are women in our program that can only weightlift like once or twice a week, but because their sessions were super intense and you know within their own abilities, and they were consistent with it, they transformed and they got amazing result from that. You don't, I recommend you don't try to weight lift because here's the thing too. You all tend to be like more is better. So I'll, I'll lift weights six times a week. And it's like, no, that's way too much. Then you're going to go backwards because you're, you're not allowing your body to recover. There's a balance, right? I recommend like starting out, just, just weight train one to three times a week. And then on the other days, do the shit that you love or do it on the same day. Just try to put enough hours between the two that one doesn't, doesn't affect the other, right? And, and try to put the most of your energy into the weightlifting because that's what's going to, that's the thing that's actually going to change your body and promote that visual change. Okay. So I, you know, I would say like a, whatever, but a one-to-one ratio is fine. As long as you're doing enough of the weightlifting, it's like you can do three days of weightlifting and three days of yoga or whatever, but just make sure that you're, you're doing, make sure that your majority of your effort energy, again, I'm going to harp on this is put towards the thing that is going to push you to the goal that you have. Now, the other point I was going to make is that a lot of you are comparing yourselves, which comparisons the thief of all joy. We already know that, right? You're comparing yourselves to like fitness models and stuff like that. And in order to, to like try and obtain that body, like your thinking is she must do extreme shit to look like that, or she must diet a lot, or she must do extreme workouts. The reality is they aren't doing any of that extreme shit. Women who like have toned fit bodies that, that look great naked and stuff, they're just consistent with stuff enough and they've stuck with it long enough to produce the results and they're not doing anything extreme. They, they likely are much less strict with their diets than you are. It's just that they've built the muscle tissue to withstand more calories because when you have more muscle, you can eat more because you're burning more calories at rest. That's the, probably the best benefit of having more muscle tissue, right? That's why men can get away with eating so much bullshit and it not show in comparison to you. You don't have that luxury. So you have to, you know, you have to be very conscious and you can't eat like your spouse because he burns more calories at rest than you do. And I've talked about this on other episodes, but like, you know, men, men have no excuse to be out of shape. <laughs> to put it that way. But they're not, the, the women, the fitness models and, the, and whatever you're comparing, even if it's not a fitness model, even if it's just like a normal physique who's, you know, who, she looks pretty good. I guarantee you she's doing nothing extreme. And yet the majority of, of you all think that you need to do keto to look like her or that like fucking carnivore or cutting sugar is the way to look like that. That is the way to never look like that. If you want to never look like, you know, someone who's in shape, do extreme diets. That's a great way to never look that way because you're going to crash and burn, start anew, crash and burn, start anew, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. And you're never going to progress to that. The reality is chiseling down to that body is a repetition of high leverage activities over and over again for an extended period of time. Because if any of you right now listening to this are struggling with your weight, you just haven't been consistent enough with those high leverage activities. You haven't. Maybe you've done it for like a week, a few days here or there, and then you quote unquote, let life get in the way and you get off track. And we've all been there. I get off track with my mental health pretty frequently. And I have to get myself back into the groove, right? So I, I understand from that standpoint. And I have things in my life that I, like, God, I've, I've fought for years that, that are not healthy for me, like are not mentally healthy for me. And I fought tooth and nail to get 
them in a manageable realm. So I understand from that standpoint, it's like, Maverick, have you ever struggled with your weight? No, I've never struggled with my weight, but I've struggled with a hell of a lot of other stuff. And so I understand behavior modification. I started this podcast all at, like, at, like amped up and now, now I'm coming back down. I'm like right in your ear, you know, I calmed down a little bit. I got what I, I said, what I needed to say because I was frustrated with some of the comments on social media. And I just, I realized I got to just ignore them because they're never going to stop. And, I, and it's like, I bring that, I, well, I, I, I signed up for that with triggering content. You know, I put stuff out that's polarizing and I'm going to attract the crazies and the emotionally unregulated. And I, I just came to a conclusion that I just need to ignore it because there's no winning. Even if I have like all the evidence in the world and all the results in the world, and I've been doing this for years and I have a resume that like I never have to prove anything, you still can't win an internet argument. You just can't. Never, never in the history of the world has everyone, anyone ever won an internet argument. So I just have to ignore it. But anyway, where was I? High leverage, low leverage, what you're doing to... Oh, Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Like, it's not extreme, ladies. The stuff that I put in my my content, it really is the ticket to you transforming your body. It really is. Like, it it really is as simple as walking more, eating more protein, and lifting weights. And you don't have to be meticulous about tracking your calories. You don't have to be perfect on anything. If you just do those things consistently and and get better at them little by little over time, you'll get the results that you want. And the whole point of this episode was to distinguish a high leverage activity from a low leverage activity and why, and why you need to be strength training if body transformation is your goal. And I just wanted to also clarify that I've never told anyone to stop doing Pilates. And I don't have a vendetta against Pilates either. I think it's great. It's just not optimal for transforming your body. It's optimal for certain things. And I'm sure it's challenging. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Last thing, I'm going to end with this. All right, this is, this is really important. Really important. So I'm glad I remembered this. <laughs> this is key. Just because something burns or you feel like you're working hard doesn't mean it's going to give you visual results with your body. Okay. Cause a lot of you, a lot of you have that confusion. You do a spin class and, and, and it makes sense in your mind because you're like, okay, wow, my glutes and my legs are really burning from pedaling this bike. So that must mean that it's going to equate to visual change. And you leave that class feeling like you made a difference. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, sis, you really didn't. And I'm not trying to be mean, but a cardiovascular endurance activity is not going to shape your body because again, it goes back to we're not creating muscle tissue with that. Now, am I telling you to stop doing spin class? No, I'm not. You should know that by now. I'm telling you that that activity is not transforming your body. Spin class, cardio, Stairmaster, treadmill, whatever, swimming, that is making you more healthy from a cardiovascular standpoint. It is making you breathe hard. It's circulating blood. And that is healthy for you, but it's not going to build muscle tissue and it's not going to shape your body. It's not a high leverage activity for body transformation. Okay. So just because you feel like something is working doesn't mean that it's working in, like congruently with your goals. It's working for other things, but it's not shaping your body. Right. So like you can leave a Pilates class and feel like it kicked your ass. I mean, I'm sure you do. I'm sure it's super hard. But it doesn't mean that jack shit is happening with your physique. It just means you got your heart rate up. And it's a totally different thing. Right? That's, that's the point I want to make here is just because something makes you super sore doesn't mean it's shaping your body. Soreness is not a good indicator of the efficacy of the modality. 
I could go outside right now and crawl like a fucking bear around my front yard. Probably the least weird thing my neighbors have seen me do. And I could be super sore the next day, but that's not going to equate to an ounce of muscle tissue gain. By the same token, you can go to Orange Theory and move around a lot with weights in your hands. You can go to a spin class and pedal your little butt off. You can go to a you can go to Zuma class and twerk for an hour while those old dudes stand outside the mirror fogging it up with their old, their old raspy breath, their old nasty breath, just riddled with war, just riddled with the, with the pains and the anguish of war fogging up that window, right? That war, that's that, that liver spotted breath, it's fucking. Just fogging up the window while you're in there twerking, doing Zumba. And you see him. You see him over there. You see him staring in the window. Same guys walked by like six times, you know. You let him watch. All right. Anyway, so you can twerk for an hour and feel like, like your lower back will be killing you. But guess what? That's not going to equate to physique transformation. It's not. You're going to get great at twerking, right? Benefits for other things. It's going to benefit you in the club. In the club, it's not going to benefit you from a body transformation standpoint. All right, ladies, hope you got some value from this. I know some of it was pretty blunt, but that's how I am. I give it to you straight, no filler. And if you have any questions, you can always DM me. And, and also DM me what you think of these episodes, right? Like I'm, despite how blunt I am with my messaging, if you message me, then most of you listen to this already know because you've already messaged me. You message me and you're like, hey, I really like this about this episode. Or hey, this episode fucking sucked. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> we'll have a conversation. Send me a voice note. I like voice notes. I, I send a voice note back. We'll have a conversation. I'm human. Appreciate you all. Thanks for hanging in there. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And remember, fuck Pilates. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just kidding. Remember, remember, you're worthy. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.